So you're going on tour. Yes, finally. <laughs> oh my gosh, after like a year and a half of being in this house, I am going on tour finally. That is awesome. And like, it has to be almost so much more rewarding because of what has happened over the past two years. And now finally being able to get out there, like not even because of COVID, but just all that has happened in your life with your music. Yeah, it is like, not that I didn't um, appreciate it, but like, you know, sometimes when you're on the road, like it does get draining, like not the shows, but like the flying and the packing up suitcases and hauling stuff. So like now I'm like, I am so ready to get on an airplane. I'm so ready to haul all my crap everywhere. Like I'm really excited to just be able to, you know, do that part of this career, which is my favorite part of it is playing live. That is awesome. And I want to get to everything that's happened over the past two years, but on the Music Made Me podcast, I like to learn about the journey to how you got to that exciting part, starting all the way back. And for you, that started at the age of four with piano, violin, and voice. Yeah. So talk about that. Do you remember anything from like four or do you have like one vivid first memory of when music really caught you and you were like, oh yeah, I love this. I, well, I mean, I always love music. I remember though, like my parents were very um, obsessed with us, like learning music and learning how to read music. And so I hated that. Like I hated practicing. And I remember like playing my violin and like crying and like, I hate practicing. But I remember like after all the practicing, was the performing and I loved that like I love being on stage and like you know it sounds so like stupid but I, I liked the sound of like an audience and you know people like feeding off that energy so um it's been it's been a long road I mean I really truly have been doing this and and been in entertainment for a long time and it's not been like this fast-paced like climb it's been a lot of slow steady steps to get to where I'm at right now and what age were you when the family band started? <laughs> um, I was, I mean, like five. Like we were started like, these dumb, like song and dance kind of um, performances. Uh, so we, we were doing that for, yeah, a long time. <laughs> and what do you remember of that? Was that your first experience with that live performance and realizing that is what you really enjoyed? Yeah, but like it was like we were playing like old folks homes and like you know, <laughs> like community events. Like it was like, but I still like got a kick out of like being up on stage and like performing. Like I I even liked it in those settings. Um, so I I just remember like the feeling afterwards of being like, I don't know, like that was so fun. Like that just you know you're kind of nervous and like excited at the same time. It's like that adrenaline kick. I I love that. And you played Annie, I believe, and it was either a school play or a community play. Was that your first time sort of on the acting and singing side and realizing that maybe acting was something you enjoyed as well? Well, um, so Annie, I think Anna Green Gables, I, I did do Annie too, but Anna Green Gables I did first, I think. Oh, okay. And that was like my first like lead in a musical, you know, to do the whole show, um, and I loved it. And I was in musical theater classes, like at the call, like the music college we all went to when I was, you know, growing up. But um, yeah, it was that that probably made me love acting. And I really wanted to get into film and TV because like, you know, I loved like 
Lizzie McGuire and like that's so Raven, like the Disney Channel shows. I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> like the Olsen twins, you know, that kind of era. Right. And in 2004, when Kaylin won Canadian Idol, what was that like for you? Did you did that bring up any feelings of you in maybe realizing that, hey, music can be a career or was that sort of his thing and you weren't really paying attention to it at that age? Oh, no, no, no. I was very paying attention to it. Um, I think it did like it made it more. I mean, you know, like we grew up in such a small little area that like we didn't know anybody who was like in music or had a job in music or like, you know, I didn't know what like a publisher was or even a record label or any of those. I didn't know those were even jobs, Um, let alone like an artist. Like that was for like famous people that lived in LA. Like I didn't know it was achievable until he kind of started doing it. I'm like, man, if he can do it, I can do it. And um, that was like the first time where I was like, wait, this could like actually be what I do. And acting was sort of where you started back in 2007. And then it was around the 2009 that you started working on your music. And I believe it was Black Boots that sort of kicked stuff off with, An- I with love Andrew. I vibe of like, yes, facts that you're pulling up. That is awesome. <laughs> and so yeah. how did that come together? And was that sort of your first experience with music and realizing that that was something that you wanted to do as a career? Yeah. So basically what happened was like, after I graduated high school, I went, I started college and my agent who I'm still with today, my acting agent was like, Hey, if you want to do this, like you need to move to Vancouver and you can live with me. He had like a basement suite and we're going to like get you on TV. I was like, okay. okay. And then um, I moved out there and I booked a couple things and then I went through like a dry spell of like a year and a half. Like I just could not land apart for the life of me. And, you know, I was like, my confidence was getting like shook because of that. And I was like, I need to like do something else to like feel creative and have some sort of control. Like you don't have any control with acting. It's like they cast you or they don't. You, you right. Know? So with music, I was like, I'm going to start writing music. Cause at least I can do that whenever I want and I can be in control of it. And I went to a music production school to learn how to like record. And I just started writing songs in, in my agent's house, like in the basement with GarageBand and then moved to Pro Tools and like tried to start um, writing. And at the time, my roommate was dating this guy who uh, was also a musician. And I was like, we should start a band. And we started like jamming and that was the Black Boots. And, you know, that we're still friends. He was actually in Nashville just a couple of weeks ago when we hung out, but um, it didn't work out. I, I realized like, I do like a lot of creative control. So I was like, I need to do this as like a solo artist. And I'm really glad I took that path. Yeah. And it really kicked off pretty quick because it was sort of in 2010 that you went solo. And then 2011, you won the Nashville North Star competition and opened for Kenny Chesney at the Calgary Stampede. And then later that year, you played the Ottawa Capitol Hoedown, which included like Rascal Flatts, Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert. So during that whole year in 2011, how reaffirming was that in that was a path that you could take that was an option for you very reaffirming um you know i felt like really confident at that point and things were kind of like falling into place and that's when i made the move to nashville maybe a year after something like that um and kind of got a little bit like shook by then like oh this is like a whole nother pond of fish um and that's kind of been like 
what I've learned in this career is like, you know, you, it, it's never like this fast thing. You just have to keep like chipping away at it. And I feel like that's where we're at now. Like we're finally like making some big moves here in Nashville. Um, but it's all those little things along the way. Like you mentioned that, that add up to where I get to do what I love today. And where did the first album start? Because I know that you released your first single in, I think it was 2012. And Mm -hmm. in 2013, you were part of the CCMA Discovery Program. So being part of that, did that form your album? Or where did that first album sort of take shape? Just that I was making trips to Nashville and like writing with people. And I knew I wanted to put out a full record. Um, So just starting to like collect songs, like every time I came here. Um, And, you know, my team at the time put out our first thing, my first single, um, which was called I Wish I'd Known. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of like, I knew that was the goal. I know the goal was to put out a record and we start writing for it and collecting those songs. And we started cutting them with different producers. And it was, it was messy. Like I had one producer for one song and another producer for another song. And it was all over the place. Like now we're so honed in and I have one producer who does all my stuff and one team. And it's just a whole nother thing kind of now. And the producer is Joey Moy, right? Yeah. And talk about that early interaction with him because it was Dallas Smith who introduced you. And then I read that you sort of maybe um, <laughs> went hard at Joey, harder than maybe most people do. Yes. I was a little like eager beaver about it. Um, well, okay. Well, first of all, I think Joey is the best producer in Nashville. And I thought that at the time, I still think it now. So I know, I knew Dallas was working with him. Dallas was a friend of mine. We had done a show together and Dallas is like the type of person that like, he helps people around him. Like he brings younger artists with him or, or newer artists, I guess you could say. Um, and like introduces them. He's like great at that. That's, he owns a record label now because that is what he's, also good at along with being an incredible artist um so he texted me and said you want to come hang out with joey like i think you guys could meet and you he could do your like record like he was kind of like like egging me on a little bit i'm like ah yes i will be there so i went over to uh, um his studio and i remember just like sitting on the couch and like just hanging out and afterwards i was like i'm going to find his email i'm going to email him and i'm going to tell him you should do my record and so i we did. We found his email and I sent him this like long email being like, I think you're awesome. I think you're going to think I'm awesome. Just like really cocky. And I just didn't know any different. Like I just thought like, well, this is what I'm going to do. And honestly, like it worked out because now he's my producer and he is, you know, in like he is the biggest supporter at Big Loud of me and he's involved in every aspect of my entire career. So it, it was a little like aggressive, but Hey, you know, sometimes you got to take leaps. And what was it like when he said yes? Because there's the process of, oh, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. But then when he actually says, okay, let's work together. Is there a moment of, oh, holy crap, this is actually happening. I actually have to do this. Well, so I, I fast tracked that story a little bit. Like, so he, after that email, he was like, whoa, 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 slow down. Come meet, like, why don't you come meet? Seth England, who is like, um, you know, the CEO now of Big Big Loud and like my manager. And why don't you come meet Craig Wiseman, who is another owner of the company and come meet all these different people at the company. So this went on for like months. So it was a very slow, like, I didn't know if they were going to offer me a deal, but they kept like inviting me places and kept like, 
I was involved in everything, but there was no like conversation. Um, and then finally they came up to a show. And I remember after the show, uh, Joey like pulled me aside or texted me or something. He's like, Hey, we're going to offer you a record deal. And at that point I was like, finally, I've been like working on this for six months or however long with you guys. So I was ready at that point. And you signed with them in 2018, right? Um, no, I think it was 2017, maybe. I can't oh, was remember. It? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I put my first song out in 2018. So I kind of like developed for a while. Right. And so how was the timing of that? Because I know sort of during 2016, 2017, you were filming Travelers and that was sort of the focus, it seemed. And so signing with Big Loud and Travelers sort of ending right around that same time. Did you feel that it was great timing then and that you were ready to really jump into the music? Yeah, it was good timing. And I mean, I wanted it to go faster. I'm not going to lie, but um I, I trust them and I, I still really trust them and like that they know what they're doing and they've broke a lot of careers. Um, so they were, you know, pulling the reins back on me a little bit, like, Hey, let's write another 50 songs before we put anything out. Like we really need this to, to be impactful. And I'm glad that they did because it was, and my first single went number one and my second and my third too. Like, so it's like, they knew what they were doing. And for as me as an artist, it's like, let it's go time. Like, let's go. Like I want to get out in the world. I want people to hear this stuff. Um, so it was, it felt slow to me. <laughs> and I, I saw you say in another interview with the songwriting that it goes day by day. Some days you can feel just really down because you feel like you're the worst writer in the room and other days you can feel like you're the best writer in the room. So mm -hmm. along this path of since you've been coming to Nashville, how has your confidence built? in the songwriting and having it feel more times than not that you're at least one of the best writers in the room. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I live in Nashville, so like, I'm, I'm probably never the best writer in the room because these <laughs> people are like so incredible. Um, but what I will say is that like now compared to like years ago, at least I know what I want to say. And so there is, like, that's what makes you good as an artist, I think, is being able to be like, no, I'd never say that. Or, um, oh, I love that. Like, yes, let's do this. Let's do this line or adding stuff in like that. Um, whereas before it's like, I didn't know what I wanted it to sound like. So I didn't know what was me or whatever, which makes it hard to be in a, a writer's room. But it's definitely like, I mean, I still feel like yesterday I wrote a song and I felt like we were just all like jiving. Like it felt really, really good. And some days it's like, we are not on the same page, but that's like anything creative. Like you can't force three people to like get into a room and just always create something awesome. It sometimes it just doesn't work like that. So that's kind of what the writing process is like. Right. And how important was that team around you when you started to sort of kick things into gear in 2018? If you wouldn't have had Dallas reach out to Joey and created that team around you, would it have looked a lot different for you, do you think? Oh, 100%. Um, everything would look different. I mean, there's only so much that you can do as like an independent artist. And um, you really do need professionals. I mean, like I am good at my job and they're amazing at their jobs and they're different jobs. And like that's, you need every aspect, you know, like the a and R team to like help pick the songs. You need the, obviously the producer, you need... PR like it's just like it all 
it all works together to like build something big. And um, every, every single person on my team I need. <laughs> and throughout 2019 and 2020, as your songs went number one, one, two, three, what is that experience like? And does it change with each one or is it still the same feeling as they each go number one? Um, well, the first one was like very, very cool. Cause obviously I had never done that before. And I didn't know how people were going to respond because I had been, you know, taking a little bit of time off doing the acting. Um, and then number two felt really cool. And then number three was like, well, gosh, now I freaking need to get number three because this is like, you know, we're trying to break a record. And, um, uh, four did not, four went like, um, my fourth single went five or something like yeah, that. Went, went like, five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I knew that, um, I love that, you know, that more than, I <laughs> um, but you know, I knew that was going to happen at one point And like, I was okay with that because, you know, do I want my next one to go number one? Yes, I do. But if it doesn't, then we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and like building. Yeah. Is that a dangerous game that you can play with yourself in having your expectations so high that you get down if your song doesn't go number one? I think so. Like, but the one thing I will say is because I have been like in this industry and like acted a long time and, you know, like the amount of additions I've almost got that I didn't got that I didn't get, sorry. Um, I feel like I'm pretty good at like bouncing back and being like, okay, well, let me keep working really hard and prove them wrong next time. So does it affect me? Yeah. I'll have like a sad day. And then the next day I'm like ready to go again and like find that fire of like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to show them next time. And have you gotten tired yet of doing everything that Shania Twain did? Is that kind of <laughs> getting old for you or? It's just like, <laughs> honestly, it's like embarrassing because it's like, I am nowhere near Shania. And like, people keep saying like our names together. I'm like, no, stop it. She is like a queen. So um, I'm always just like, this is so silly, but it's pretty cool. The next thing I'm waiting for is you to announce your uh, Vegas residency. That's the next you know thing what, that's going to come, right? You know what I need to announce next is like that I met Shania and I worshipped her. That's what I need to meet her. And now let's talk about the start of 2020. You're set to play a hometown show as close to home as you can get with Brad Paisley. And that's the moment everything shuts down. Yeah. In all your career, you talk about like the acting and the music, you hear no's all the time, you get rejected all the time, but that sort of rejection of we're not going to play this show. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you? That was a rough day because not only did the show get canceled, well, A, I hadn't seen my family for a bit, so they were all coming. So I was excited about that and like friends and um, but right after that, the next day was my bachelorette weekend for my wedding. And, and then a couple months later was my wedding. And so on the same day the show, my bachelorette weekend and my wedding got canceled. And I was just like, this sucks so bad. But my band members, like, cause we played, we were in um, somewhere, we were in the, sh the city before when all this happened, we still had a show. We still had that show and then the next one got canceled. Right. And I was in the change room with my band. I was like, you know what, we're gonna, kill this show because I don't know when the next time we're going to play is and like, let's just enjoy this right now. And afterwards my whole band was like, I am so surprised that you reacted like that because we thought you were going to have like a mental breakdown. Cause like everything important you got canceled within a matter of like 20 minutes. 
Um, but I'm glad we like really took in that moment because it, it was our last show for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. And then going through 2020, of course, you had the mini wedding that you had. So that was exciting. But in November and releasing your album, what did that mean to you, especially with the year that you had gone through and just being able to release that and add some excitement to the road ahead? Yeah, it honestly, it was like, um, like a nice, like, almost this sounds weird but like a chapter ending for me because we had been working on that record and those songs some of them were like two years old so it was more just like this like tying up of a project of like hey this was the last two years of my life and we're about to drop another record like I have another record coming up this summer um, or an EP I guess Um, and so I wanted to like close that chapter of that music because I felt like I was in a different place like I, I really feel like this next record is different and, and Joey too, like we were talking about it yesterday or the day before, it feels different. It feels um, like we're really excited about it. So I was ready to like, be like, hey, this is done now and we're on to something new. And is that a cool way to do it now rather than putting out an album and waiting, you know, a year and a half, two years to put out another one, but releasing singles and having that excitement all the way along and then it, being able to sort of relive it as you package it into one thing? Yeah, like I think that um, people consume music so differently now. And like, you know, they listen to, they wear out a song for a week and then they're on to the next song. And so for an artist, I think to stay relevant for me, I would rather drop music song by song more consistently than have these big gaps of two years because, you know, then you're gone for two years. Like they don't see you writing and all that kind of stuff. You're just basically like out of their brains. Yeah. So I'm in the mindset of like, I just want to keep dropping like a song every three months. So you're just like constantly just like new music, new music, new music. And they can focus on that one song and then on to the next instead of, you know, 12 songs. It's a lot of songs to listen to. People just don't listen like that anymore. Yeah. And you talked about uh, getting married. Now, Jake, you first met back in 2012 when you guys wrote together, right? Mm-hmm. And so he has been there. You guys didn't start dating then because there was other relationships going on, but he has basically been there throughout your entire journey in Nashville. What has yeah. it meant to have him there as a steady presence, as a steady rock for you throughout this journey since, since you moved there? Um, I mean, it's like everything. Like he, he truly is like my best friend and he's so good at like, I can get really caught up in like, work and he's so good at like grounding me like he the other day I was saying something like well I just want to be further along and he's really good like he he recorded me saying like a voice memo of me saying like if I could just get like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and if I could get one number one song I'll be happy and he's like I'm gonna record you so it's like four years old he has this voice memo of me saying that and he's like I need you to listen to this because that girl would have been really happy with what you've accomplished but you kind of get caught up and you want to keep accomplishing and like sometimes it's good to look back and be like whoa I really have like come a long ways and Jake is so good at like because he's been there through it all too he's so good at like reminding me of that like hey like you're crushing it and be happy where you are because everybody always wants more, you know? Yeah. And so I'm really trying to like live now. And he, he's really good at that. Yeah. Cause it's a dangerous thing, right? Because 
where is the top? Like, it's like, there is no top. It's just, you always want to keep reaching farther. But I mean, for you last year in 2020, you were the most played Canadian country artist, I believe. And your song was the most played Canadian country song. (laughs) And you have all these experiences and the number ones. And does it almost feel like you sort of have to stop yourself and, and make sure it's not like, Oh, it's never enough. It's never enough. I need to keep going. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there, there is times that like, you know, I need to like look up and be like, this is really cool. Um, but like, I don't know you, you get to working with your team and everybody's looking ahead because you have to, and sometimes you just get caught up in it and you don't get to like appreciate it. Um, but I'm trying to work on that. And specifically like last year kind of put things into perspective a little bit, Right. like, you know, life is so short and you just never know what's going to happen. Like we would have never known that 2020 was going to happen the way it did. Um, and just to like enjoy things. And, and, and like I said, like Jake is just, that is his gift. Like he is so good at living in the moment and I'm so not. So like, that's a nice like balance for me. And one of the other big things that recently happened was going number one in Australia. Like, what does that feel like? Like that's gotta be an interesting feeling. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, I need to get over there and like play some shows. Um, I'm actually on the tour with Jordan Davis, uh, Seaforth. Those guys are both from Sydney or I guess they're from Seaforth, I think is the place that they're yeah. from. But um, they they were texting me and being like, that's so cool. But I need to go over and like play a show now because I think people would know the song. Yeah. Do you think that'll help you get over there one day? Oh, 100%. We're like planning it. It's just oh, nice. the same thing like as, as Canada. It's like, when is it open and when can people play shows again, you know? And earlier this year as well, you had the song with Dustin Lynch. And that was a cool experience because it wasn't just a, you know, you weren't just picked to play the song. You kind of had to give them your demo and then they picked out of a group of recordings and they didn't even know who they're listening to, right? They just sort of put everything into the computer and then listen back and pick someone. What did it mean to be able to be on that song and be chosen for that? Uh, I mean, everything, like, I think that song is going to change a lot of things in my life because it's just blowing up right now, really. Um, And it's really cool to be on it. But like, um, we got the opportunity. I knew I was going to like audition kind of for it. And so Joey and I went into the studio and cut the vocals. And then I didn't hear anything for a while. And I didn't know, like, I don't know. I didn't know Dustin. I didn't know what his process was or if he had already picked somebody. But then one day he followed me on Instagram and I was like, what does that mean? And so I texted like a screenshot to like my whole team. And um, I was like, what does this mean? Is this good? And my manager was like, I think it's good, but like, calm down. It doesn't really mean anything. Like, let me check in. And then a couple of days later, Dustin called me and he's like, Hey, I would love it if you were on the song with me. And um, everything's kind of just like changed since then. That is awesome. And you did the video with him, but as far as recording goes, are you just recording, you know, in your own studio and sending him the tracks? Like, I think people imagine you're in the same studio recording the song, but is, is that the way it goes or not? So once I got the, the part, I guess, and once he picked me, um, there was a few tweaks that he like wanted to make on the vocal that I laid down, like just like different ad libs or whatever. And right. so we actually all met in Joey's studio. So me, Joey, Dustin, and then Je- Dustin's um, man, uh, producer, sorry. 
Oh, okay. And I sang for them there. And he was so cute. Like he showed up like wearing my merch, like a sweatshirt <laughs> with a face on it. And he's, it was just like a nice icebreaker for us. Cause I had never met him in person. Um, and I was kind of like nervous because, you know, everyone's in the studio listening to me sing these new parts that like, I had never heard that he was just like, Hey, try this crazy run. I'd be like, okay. So, um, but it was really, really fun. And we, I think got like a sick vocal that day. That is awesome. Well, I think you have to run. I don't want to keep you because I think you have another interview. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. The tour with Jordan Davis and Seaforth starting in September, going to December. Good luck with that. And good luck. When can we expect a new album? You said summer. Do we have late summer, early fall? Is it? Have you started recording it? Awesome. We will look forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll look forward to maybe talking to you again once that new music is out. Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Okay, bye.